Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for uh, today, Lord. We thank you for being good to us. Uh, we thank you for uh, uh, just blessing uh, HBF, Lord, and, and the folks in the Passpoint class and just being uh, real in our lives. Uh, it really is encouraging to see uh, the way that you work uh, in and out of our lives, Lord. It's a praise that uh, Shannon's cousin did so well through surgery and she's got a long way to go, Lord, but we do praise you for uh, just uh, so far uh, being faithful uh, through the situation and we do pray for the upcoming trip to Oaxaca and uh, just the folks from Pass Point that are going. And uh, I do pray that it would be fruitful. Uh, Lord, I pray that it's a help to uh, the ministry uh, with Joe and Amy down there. And uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, lives are changed, that you would just make an impact. And uh, it's uh, through trips like these that you really do uh, show yourself mighty in the way that you work uh, in world missions. And so I do pray uh, for each and every one of the folks that are going that um, that it would just be uh, profitable and fruitful. And I pray that there's just fruit uh, to come from it, Lord. So I pray uh, today as we uh, jump back into our uh, study uh, in the book of Joshua, as we pick up where we left off last week, I pray that um, if there was anything in our lives that, you know, is just kind of hindering us from taking that next step, from actually, you know, uh, you know, jumping in, all in, Lord, uh, that you would just uh, reveal it to us so that we could uh, lay it down at your feet and just be all in for you. So I pray you just speak to us today. I pray that you would just uh, continue to get the honor and the glory from uh, everything that we do. I pray for uh, Pastor Brian as he preaches today and uh, just uh, all the things that are going on. There's uh, a busy season with Thanksgiving and we're going to be spending time with family. And I do pray that you would just uh, uh, give us just the grace to uh, minister uh, your son uh, in the way that needs to be done. So I pray you just bless your word in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, <coughs> man, <coughs> open up to the book of Joshua. That's where we've been. Um, so the book of Joshua, we are in chapter 3. Is that like Spanish or? No, just oh, Japanese. Japanese? You're going to Mexico. They don't speak Japanese in Mexico. Anyway, totally, I'm totally just kidding. It would have been more weird if I didn't kind of like point you out for it. So uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so Joshua chapter uh, 3 is where we've got to. We haven't made a whole lot of headway in Joshua, but there's a lot of really cool stuff here. And so uh, I kind of just took the whole chapter last week and I broke it into um, uh, five questions, kind of a long title, there always is, uh, five questions that are reveal, that will reveal if you're ready to cross the Jordan in your life. And I kind of use the example, I'm going to do a little bit of review uh, and try to wrap this thing up today, but uh, the kind of, the big thing is, you know, the children of Israel, they walked around in the wilderness for 40 years, and God's like, hey, it's finally time to go. Moses is dead, Joshua, you're the dude, it's time to get this done, right? And so he sends the spies, you know, the whole thing with Rahab, and we looked at that study, it was complete side study, kind of uh, chased a squirrel on that, but there's a lot of good stuff. And so we get here and it's like it's finally time to go. They've been talking about this for 40 plus years and it's finally time to go. And we kind of start to see this is like the first one of the major events in Joshua that are like completely ridiculous in the way that they happen, right? It just, it could have been so much easier if we would have just done it this way. But instead we're going to do it <coughs> the way that God calls them to do it. And so we're, we're kind of like they're finally ready to cross the Jordan River. It was like the dividing line between the wilderness and the promised land. And so the the, the thought process behind it is obviously we're not <clears throat> Jews and we're not getting ready to cross into the promised land, but 
it seems like no matter where you're at in life, you know, and you might have just got victory over whatever, but it seems like there's always something uh, that will come up, and it's just like there was this just this last hurdle, this last obstacle, this last line in the sand that it's just like keeping us from being where we need to be with the Lord, right? Or where we need to be in ministry or where. And so that's kind of <clears throat> what we're talking about is, you know, the, the proverbial Jordan River in your life. And what is it that's going to keep you from actually crossing over, even though it might take the most ridiculous amount of circumstances to get there? And so that's kind of where we're at. And so let's just kind of read through this. Joshua chapter 3, uh, in verse 1, it says, And Joshua rose up early in the morning, <clears throat> and they removed from Shittim and uh, came to Jordan. <clears throat> so they are at the river, right? And he called the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. So there's a lot of people. Now, <clears throat> I've, I've done some looking. I've done some studying. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell you exactly, so I've tried to actually go to some commentaries. And I can't find <clears throat> anywhere how many people there are, uh, how many Israelites with all their wives and all their kids and like there's no way to know exactly but we're talking somewhere in the area of like hundreds of thousands of people right so we're not talking you know when we talk about marching around Jericho we think oh there's like 10 people in line they're marching around you know you know or you know whatever we're talking hundreds it is like just kind of put it in perspective like I don't know what the population of Kansas City is like I have no idea Uh, or but just think, like, hundreds of thousands of people. It takes a while for, <clears throat> like, there are times that it takes, uh, it, it takes my family, there's five of us, a long time to get something done, right? And it's not anybody's fault. So think about, it, it, it just takes time to get a large group of people to do anything, right? And it just does. And so there's a lot of people. He brings them all to the river to basically show them this is what it is. This is what you have in front of you, right? And they're just kind of like, well, how are we going to do this? Because this is not the way we normally cross. And so, anyway, that's just kind of get your mind wrapped around uh, where we're at. And he says, uh, And it came to pass after three days uh, that the officers went through the host, uh, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priest uh, and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go there, uh, go after it. Uh, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may uh, know the way which you must go. For you have not passed this way uh, heretofore. So meaning, uh, we're going to cross a way that you've never crossed before. There was a spot that you could cross Jordan. It was over in the, the fords, right? And it was like the long way around. But God's like, hey, we're going to do this we're going to do this my way. And so the first question that we'll reveal, and this is just review from last week, I'm going to move quickly, that we'll reveal if you're ready to cross the Jordan in your life is, am I ready to change my ways to God's ways? Like, am I ready to not go the way that I've always went and say, okay, God, I'm, I'll do it your way. Whatever it is, like, if this is what you're telling me to do, I'll do that. Like, am I willing to say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do the thing that I've always done. I'm going to do it God's way because this is what you told me to do, right? Even though I don't understand it, even though it's like, but this is the way, you know, no. Don't be the, don't be the teenager talking to God and saying, "Well, I've always done it." No, just do it the way that God's telling you to do it. Right? Just follow Him. Right? So that was the first, you know, way. Am I ready to change uh, my way to God's way? I use Peter as an example when you know God says, "Hey, Peter, it's okay to you know go to the Gentiles." So Paul when he got saved, right? Any, any, all of that. So uh, number two. So in verse five, it says, "And Joshua said unto the people." Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That's just a really cool verse because it's like, you know what? You need to get ready because God's getting ready to do something. Have you ever been at a point in your life where it's just like, 
maybe you didn't even know it, but somebody had to tell you, it's like, you need to get ready because God's getting ready to do something, right? Uh, the team going to Mexico, I got, I've been on some trips. Like, you need to get ready because God's getting ready to do something. Uh, and it might not all be good, right? It seems like some of the trips that we've been on, uh, the logistics were horrible. Like, I, there was a time that we didn't know if we were going to uh, India. Like, we were at the airport and it was like, maybe we're not going because the next flight, a chain of flights is like five days later. You know, and so that's the way the adversary works sometimes. And then you also see the way that God works to get his mission accomplished. But you need to sanctify yourself because the Lord's going to do wonders among you. Right. And so you have to understand when you're when you're doing God's work, you need to be ready because you don't have any idea how cool it really is going to be. But, you know, the word sanctify means set apart, you know, and we know that salvation happens in a moment of time, but sanctification takes a lifetime. There's never a time when you're like, you know what, I think I've got this Christianity thing kind of, I've got this thing licked. You know, I, this it wasn't really all that bad. No, you will be sanctifying your life forever, meaning you are going to be setting apart more of you to be more like Christ every day. And so that's kind of the whole point. And so, uh, Joshua's like, you need to get ready. And so if you're ever going to get to a point where you're ready to cross that line, to cross over whatever it is that God's got in your life, it's going to start with sanctification. It's going to start with you saying, okay, God, whatever it is, right? And we talked about how we need to be in the world but not of the world, right? And so obviously we all are part of the world. You leave here, you you go out to eat, you go to work tomorrow, and there's worldly people all around you. You need to be in it, but not of it. You know, and so anyway, so uh, verse six. Uh, so I'm sorry, uh, number two. Uh, this, so the second question was, am I ready to actually sanctify myself from the world? Am I ready to actually do it? We all talk about it, but am I ready to actually? Set myself apart from the world. Be separate. Uh, number three, uh, verse six to eight, the third question is, am I ready to put myself out there and do something, quote-unquote, crazy for God? And this is as far as we got last week. So am I ready to put myself out there and do something that seems crazy for God? And verse six says, And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Now, they had no idea what they were doing at this point. They were just like, get the Ark, go before the people. And they're like, okay, you know, maybe we are going to go on down where we, you know, normally cross the river or you know maybe god's gonna like i don't know do something crazy and says and the lord said unto joshua this day will i begin to magnify magnify my uh, magnify thee in the sight of all israel that they may uh know that as i was with moses so will i be with thee and thou shalt command the priest saying bear the ark of the covenant uh command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, you shall stand still in Jordan. So God's instructions are, hey, grab the Ark, tell the priest, grab the Ark, uh, and go to the river and stand in the river. Right? And so this is like the first time that God tells Joshua to do something that's just like, you want me to do what? Right? This is before they ever go to Jericho and do the crazy <coughs> march around the city. This is the first time Joshua is like, new on the job, new boss on the job, new leader of the pack, you know, whatever. And he's like, okay, how are we going to do this? He's like, hey, tell the priest, you know, the most holy people among you, you know, the most revered uh, people, hey, tell them to, to grab the ark, the most important thing that is that you have in your possession, right? The If you lose this, the people are going to, you know, the ark is like... the it is like God to them, right? It was it was the way that they revered uh, God was the, the Ark of the Covenant, and so take that and go stand in the river, right? And we're not talking about like a small little river. We we kind of mentioned this last week, and Joshua's like, he's got to be thinking, you want me to do what? Like you want me to tell these guys what? And that was right after 
and it's no coincidence, right after the verse that he says in, in verse 7, the Lord said to Joshua, this day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel. Like, you're going to do what? You're going to make me better? Like, I thought this was all about magnifying you, Lord. And he says, no, this is how I'm going to magnify you. Tell him to go do something absolutely crazy. Right, and so the, the third question you've got to ask yourself if you're really going to be ready <coughs> to cross that Jordan in your life is, am I ready to put myself out there and do something crazy for the Lord? Right, and so you think about people like Noah. You know, God says, hey, Noah, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to have to, like, you know, start over. So would you build an ark and, um, you know, I'm going to flood the earth, put some animals in it, put all the animals in it. And, this, and you know, Noah's got to be like, I've got a whole lot of questions starting with, like, I don't know what a flood is because it's never rained before, God. Or, you know, what is a boat? Because, you know, all of these things. And so sometimes you just got to be willing to say, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, fine. You know, Abraham, hey, Abraham, take your son, you know, the one that you wanted forever, uh, the one that I actually blessed, not Ishmael, but Isaac, and I go offer him as a sacrifice. And Abraham is like, I mean, I guess if that's what you want me to do, I, okay, I'm ready to do it, right? Or David, hey, David, you know, I know you're a little dude, but, you know, there's this giant over here. Uh, can you go maybe do something about this? And God uses the most unusual set of circumstances to do amazing things all throughout the Bible, right? Think about Rahab, you know, the most unusual way uh, to get glorified, and he does, and he does that because he's wanting to show you that it has nothing to do with you anyway, right? If David would have been like the same size as Goliath, Israel would have been like, yeah, my guy's bigger than your guy. That's no big deal. But it was the fact that he was so much smaller that God was magnified. That's what God does. All the times in your life that it's like, that's just not for me. That's out of my comfort zone. That's out of my wheelhouse. Like, that's perfect because that's in God's wheelhouse. And so sometimes you have to be willing to say, you know what, I, I'll do something crazy for God. What is it, right? Uh, I remember the first time, uh, I was actually telling the story to Nick and Kendra last night on a, in a different context, but uh, the first time I felt like God was calling us to go on a mission trip, right? And we didn't have like two pennies to rub together, let alone money to go to London. And it was just like, I thought this is what God was telling us to do, and I prayed about it, and, and it finally came to the point where you know, I had... I got counsel from somebody and they're like you know what if you just put yourself on the list uh god will do amazing things and it was just like okay so i told Paige, i'm like hey we're gonna go, we're gonna go to london and she's like well i'm not sure how that's gonna work out and you know sometimes you have to be willing to do something crazy to step out put yourself out there before god's like hey let me show you something and it was like the trip was paid for within you know a couple weeks and uh it wasn't from us and it was not because we asked for it, it was just the god's way of just like bam 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 filling this thing in it was crazy and so sometimes you just have to be willing to do something crazy for the Lord, right? Just do, if that's what he's calling you to do, you need to be willing to do it. So same thing, God, Joshua's like, okay, uh, here's what we're going to do. Grab the Ark of the Covenant, go stand in the river. And, you know, these guys could have been like, like, I don't know how you got chose over Moses, but I'm pretty sure we can find somebody with a better idea, right? Instead, they were just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. So here's where we are uh, picking up uh, from last week. So this is where we pick up some new stuff. So number three, uh, or I'm sorry, number four, Verse 9, uh, here's, here's your next question to ask yourself. Am I ready to follow God wherever he calls me to go? Now, that might seem pretty simple, but we'll talk about it. Am I ready to follow God wherever he calls me to go? Verse 9, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither, 
And hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby shall you know that the living God is among you, and that he will uh, without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites uh, and the Perizzites uh, and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth pass uh, over before, and ye, uh, before you into Jordan. Now therefore, take you out twelve men of the tribes of Israel, one uh, of every tribe a man. It shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, uh, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. Joshua's like, okay, here's the plan. I'm going to send the priests into the river, and they're just going to stand there, and the waters are going to stop. And, you know... There might be some people who are like, all right, I believe that. But I'm going to guess that most of the people are like, well, what, what it, I know we're not doing the manna thing anymore, but what exactly have you been getting yourself into? Because that's not going to happen, right? Uh, you're out of your mind. But it says, and in, in I'm wrong, they, they still are, uh, they still do have manna until they cross Jordan. But anyway, uh, like, what, what kind of a plan is that, Joshua? Like, that's what you want to do? Right? That's what you... And he's just like, this is what God told me to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes you have to be willing to go to your ministry team, to go to your spouse, to go to your pastor, and just be like, I know this sounds completely ludicrous, but this is what I feel like God's telling me to do. Right? This is, this is the plan. Like, it's crazy. But this is what we're going to do, and you know sometimes that's a hard conversation to have. You know sometimes you you're, you're in ministry and you're like, hey, uh, this is how we're going to get this done. And you know a lot of times, as a leader in ministry, you're like, I don't want to have that conversation because you know the people under me might have a better idea. And you know what, God, God reveals His plan to you, and then you reveal your plan to them, right? Husbands, God will reveal the plan to you, and it's your job to reveal the plan to your spouse, right? And work together to get that done. Because if not, and you're just like, well, I don't know what the plan is, well, don't be surprised when your wife's searching it out the plan on her own, right? There's a, there's a structure, there's a, there's a way that this whole thing goes, and if it gets done properly, God blesses it, right? And I'm not saying that God can't bless it if the husband's, you know, off in La La Land or whatever else, but the, the point is, when it's done correctly, like, sometimes you got to be like, okay, this is the plan. This is crazy, but this is what I think we ought to do. I remember going to, to Paige. We had talked about uh, building a house for years, right? And this is not obviously spiritual, but this is kind of one thing that always stands out in my mind because her answer to me was just, it was such a Paige answer. And so uh, I'm like, we've been talking about building a house. You know, one of these days we'll do it. It's kind of like what I do. And anyway, it's kind of, I just felt like we had this plan, right? And it's like, hey, we're going to wait. I don't even remember the plan now because we didn't follow it. But like, hey, we're going to wait so long and, and we're going to do this. And so anyway, uh, some circumstances happen. And I was just like, I think we ought to do this like now, you know, because that's how I am. I get a wild hair and I'm like, let's go do it. And so I, I went to Paige and I'm like, hey, I think this is what we ought to do. We, we, let's just do it now. Let's just do it. And she, she, she looked at me and she, that's not the plan. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you're right. I still think that's what we ought to do, right? And come to find out, God was actually working through her at the same time, right? Hey, that this is what you know. Sometimes you got you got to just follow the Lord, right? God was telling her in multiple places in in the Bible, which I understand that they were spiritual context, but it was just like build your house, build your house, build your house, and. 
I understand that building a physical house isn't spiritual, but the things that you know God does with that can be. And so the whole point is, sometimes you've got to be willing to just be like, hey, this is the plan. Uh, this is what I think God's telling me to do. Uh, what do you think? And th- those are hard conversations to have, especially as you know, a husband, because sometimes it's just like, my wife's going to think I'm nuts, right? Or you know, these people in ministry, they're going to think they're going to find a new leader, you know. And think about Joshua; he's got hundreds of thousands of people following him, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're just going to go stand in the river, and God's going to stop it." Like, can you imagine the way his heart had to be beating when the priests get up to the edge of the river, and he's like, "So if these guys step in there and the water doesn't stop, like, I'm out. <laughs> like, there's no backtracking. Yeah, maybe that wasn't the plan. Sorry, you know, psych. We're gonna no. Like, he had to have been like, if this doesn't work." You know, can you only imagine that feeling? Um, and so, am I ready to follow God wherever He calls me to go? Right. I remember when uh, these are just personal examples, right? Uh, I remember when I felt like God was saying, "Hey, uh, you need to get trained up," right? And I was young in the Lord. I'd been through D one, just got done with D two. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible other than what I'd been taught, and I felt like God was telling me, "Hey, uh, it's time to jump into HBI." And I was like, "No, nah, that's probably not for me," right? I'm not really. Uh, all that good at school and I didn't feel like you know and but it, he kept bringing me back to the same point over and over again because I was like I'll get trained up when when God calls me right if God says it's time to go then like I'm all about it and God just kept bringing me back to the same point so what happens when I call you and say hey it's time to go halfway around the world are you gonna be like yeah just give me four years to get trained up and I'll be ready you know and it was it was that same question that kept popping up that it was just like yeah you're probably right because you know sometimes this availability is you know 90% of, of how God gets things done is who's available right now. You know, who, who's, who's ready to go right now? You know, jo- or, uh, David wasn't like, yeah, give me a second to hit the gym for a few, you know, years and I'll be ready to, to take this Goliath dude. It's availability. It's who's, who's ready to step out there and say, here am I, send me. You know, and so, you know, whatever it is, uh, there was also a time uh, in our lives that we'd been to London uh, twice on a trip, and uh, Brian Clark kind of approached us and or approached me, and he's like, "Hey, you know, there's an opportunity." Because um, I'd talked to him about, you know, I really love the lifestyle there. I still do, uh, like, love it. But uh, and I was just like, you know, I, this is something I could see. My kids were still young, and you know, he was like, "There's an opportunity. You know, we're, we're looking for somebody like you guys that it would." partner with us and you know it was just like that was that's all i needed i'm like let's go right and i was fired up i told Paige we were fired up and it's like i'm i've never been one that's just like i'm scared to do something like that because it's just like you know if god's with me who can be against me and so it's like let's go so then over time after we get back you know learning that that wasn't going to happen and we weren't going to London, like that was the hard part. Some people, the hard part is like deciding to go or like answering the call. Like the hard part was finding out that we weren't going to go and like that was hard. Like that was one of the hardest things that I personally like have dealt with in ministry, like finding out that like, but this was the plan, right? It was like me going back to God, like this was the plan. You revealed the plan, like, and so... Anytime I think about like the house story, I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm page to God. Like, but that's not the plan. Like, the plan was we were going to go, and guess what? Sometimes the plan has to change, and God revealed. Now, looking years back, I totally understand what God was doing, right? And I'm not saying that we might not ever go to London, or we might not ever go to who knows where. The point is, like, God's like, we need to we need to work on a few things. We need to knock off some rough edges. We need to. So anyway, it's it's, 
Huh? We yeah. <laughs> we gotta get through. Gotta get through that lesson first. Yeah. <laughs> we've got one lesson that man, we've just like we've met how, like several times, and it's just been life and yeah, it's been life and you know, a lot of other things have happened in the midst. But yeah, it's all good. So that's how you know discipleship's working because life is happening anyway. Uh, so yeah, am I really ready uh, to follow God wherever He calls me to go? And so I should be—I honestly should—I should be able to go around the room and just be like, "Hey, you, tell me a story about like something in your life that like it was all God. Like God was like, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do," and you had to decide: Am I going to follow or am I not going to follow? Right? And so it really should be something that you know you have to. You, you should have those moments in your Christian walk that it's like I can look back on that and know that was all God. That wasn't me, um, and it was just like, okay, if that's what you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. You know, and it could be something as simple as, you know, hey, am I going to buy the house or am I not? Hey, am I going to, you fill in the blank, am I going to switch jobs or not? Like, those are things that you better be taking to the Lord because you don't just do those things. You know, those are things, everything you have to understand is intertwined in life, and I'm sure you all understand, you're adults, you understand that, but like, just deciding on a whim, like, hey, I'm going to switch jobs because this one pays, you know, 50 cents more an hour. Like, Okay, but did you think about, you know, the other things that go with it? Oh, it's, you know, twice as far of a drive, and you don't work around any Christian people anymore. And, you know, it's like you have to, God works through those circumstances, and you have to make sure that you are weighing those things out with the Lord. And I joke about, you know, 50 cents more an hour. Some people, sometimes it might be double the money. You know, there was an opportunity, I feel like it's like story time of my life today, but there was an opportunity in, in my life at one point to uh, take a job offer that would have paid a, a lot more money and yeah it was it was going to be like a 15 dollar an hour race and uh and i was like yeah let's do that yeah i really was and uh and it was something i wanted to do but uh long story short i had a really good friend uh that was in that line of work and that's how it was going to work and um he he basically said hey uh, here's an in do you want this uh it was it was to join the carpenters union and i would have been young enough it would have been a really good opportunity okay but and i wasn't gonna have to go in as apprentice they were gonna uh i was gonna be higher in as a journeyman meaning i was gonna get full scale immediately and uh i'm like let me pray about it give me give me just a couple weeks to pray about it so this was right at the time uh that we were going to london the second time and uh at the same time as soon as we got back i was gonna be back for like a day three days and then we went to nepal on the trip to rebuild the the uh um after the the earthquake right and so some of you guys remember that trip uh, several of us went on but so anyway uh randy calls as we're at the airport to leave for london and he's like hey uh i know you were kind of considering this trip you know you're getting ready to leave for london are, are you serious i'm buying tickets like did you want to go to nepal and at the time the job that i had was paying the bills like it was if god was getting his work done the ministry was moving forward where i was uh, did i love it not always but like the ministry was happening and i had a lot of freedom meaning if a mission trip came up like i was able to just like hey i'm not going to be here right and so i was already going to be gone for almost two weeks in london and so i call my boss and i'm like hey uh so you know i was going to be gone for uh you know 10 days it turns out it's going to be more like three weeks because you know when i get back i'm going to nepal for two weeks and he was like, all right, just let me know when you get back. You know, He's like, there'll be stuff for you when you get here. And it was that exact thing because uh, the guy who wanted me to come work with him, uh, 
he wanted to go on the trip too, and uh, he went to you know his employer, and his employer said what most employers would say, like that's way too short notice. You know we can't work it out, and and rightly so. Most employers you can't just go and say hey this is what I'm going to do. You know you're not running the place, and so it was that circumstance that told me it was like okay, I want to be no matter what available for God, and uh, it was just like I really want to do this, but like I feel like just through that one circumstance and some other things he showed us in the Word, it was like, now's not the time, right? I, I want to be able to do whatever God's telling me. And those are just, like, stories. Those are things that God has done in our lives, but I'm trying to show you that, you know, no matter what the decision is, hey, am I going to go buy the new car or not? Am I going to go... You need to make sure you're weighing those things out with what God's telling you to do, right? And so... The easiest way to boil this whole point down, you know, am I ready to follow God wherever He calls me to go? The easiest way to boil this point down and put it black and white for you, because I know that's how uh, I am, uh, is it's like this. Are you leading or is God leading your life? Are you leading your life and, you know, God's a part of it? Or is God leading your life and you're like, hey, where are we going today? You know, that has to be the question. Because American Christianity, uh, we lead our own lives. You know, we show up to church on Sunday. Maybe on Wednesdays sometimes if it's something that interests us. Uh, you know, we pray some when we need to. You know, we, we tip God. We don't tithe, we tip. Uh, and uh, totally different story. But anyway, uh, depending on... You know, that's, what, that's what happens, though. I mean, honestly, we don't, we don't tithe. You know, and I say we, I, I'm not, I don't mean that. But like, it, American Christianity, it's all about, you know, it's performance-based. You know, is the church doing good for me? You know, is the waitress good today? I'll tip her a little extra. And so that's kind of how, it, well, at some point we have to understand that we aren't, we cannot be American Christianity. God has called called us more than that, called more from us. I don't know how I'm trying to say that, but he desires more from us than that. You know, we have to be willing to lay it down, even if it's hard, even if it means it's just like, but I really think this is a good opportunity. And God's like, hey, but guess what? I can do more over here. You know, and it's just things like that you have to understand that weigh it all out with God and understand that it's not you leading your life, it's God leading your life. It all comes back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, not, not your Sunday mornings, but you present your bodies, your everything, a living sacrifice, right? And he says that's the least you can do, right? That's what he goes on to say. And so the whole point is, are you leading or is God leading, you know? When you ask yourself, am I ready to follow God across Jordan in the most crazy way, uh, are you leading or is he leading? You know, that's what you have to ask And the last uh, thing to wrap this story up, um, in verse uh, 14, it says, uh, And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests buried the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as they buried the Ark... Uh, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the waters, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks at the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far uh, from the city uh, Adam, that is uh, beside Zeratin, uh, and those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed uh, over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. So some things to think about here, because, you know, your Bible critics will say, well, you know, the, the water's just slowed down. It must have been a drought time, and, you know, they were able to walk across, but it wasn't as deep as normal. It says the priests stood on dry ground. 
there's no like questioning what has happened here, right? Uh, they stood in the water, the river stopped, like the Red Sea parted for them. I understand this isn't the Red Sea, but you have to understand. And another thing uh, to kind of get your mind wrapped around, I heard Paige talking to somebody about this, and, and it's really true, but again, think about how many people there were. There weren't just a few. There weren't just a lot. There were like, it's like trying to evacuate Kansas City across the Jordan. Like this doesn't happen in a couple hours. This probably took maybe days. Imagine a mountain of water. Uh, exactly. Like, it says it stood upon a heap. Like, can you imagine? Like, okay, we're going to go, but uh, I'm going to run because when I get halfway across, like, this might go ahead and come down, and that's not going to be good for me. Like, but, and another thing to think about as you read this, and it just kind of pops up as you read, but it says uh, they passed over right against Jericho. Jericho wasn't far from the Jordan River where it was. Now, Jericho was a ways from where most normal people crossed, but, like, the fact that God did this right in the sight of where the people of Jericho could see it, it was he was he was it's a picture. Right? Sometimes you have to do things a little unorthodox to show, hey, look what God can do. Right? You got some guys at work that you're trying to, to reach and you know, sometimes you have to do something that's a little unorthodox to be like, Hey, look at what my God can do. You know, and it's things like that that change people's lives and you know, just understand the circumstances. So the last question you have to ask yourself if you're ready to finally take that step to cross that Jordan in your life is am I ready to stop questioning God's way and start giving him glory I'm sorry, and start giving him the glory he deserves in my life? Am I ready to stop questioning God's way? and start giving him the glory that he deserves. And the whole point here is, <coughs> Joshua wasn't like, this is not a good idea. Like He wasn't like, this could really ruin my leadership, my reputation, my whatever. Right? He's just like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop questioning what God's telling me to do. You know, God says, hey, I want you to fill in the blank. Hey, I want you to step out in faith. Get in the ministry. You know, Whatever it is, in your life that he's like hey I'm ready for you to do that and you're like yeah but because that's what we do it's like yeah that's a great idea but what if we did it this way or yeah that's a great idea but what if we did it this way or, that's what that's what I do like yeah I'm, I'm all about getting in the ministry can we do it on my timetable yeah I'm all about going and serving over here but can I get this done first like that's my biggest thing is yeah I'll get to it when I do so that's not obedience that's not immediate and obedience takes immediate action okay and so am I ready to stop questioning God's way and more importantly give him all the glory when he comes through right because Joshua could have been like oh my gosh it's working like and but instead he just like gives the glory straight to God we'll find that out as we move forward yeah this was totally a God thing right He's not like, yeah, look what happened, man. It, God have, yeah. No, he was like, this is what God told us to do, and this is why we're going to be obedient, because he's faithful. Because he's faithful. Just like, it's the old saying, I can't remember who said it, but just take the, just take the first step, and God will take it from there. I think I can, but I don't want to be wrong. So, anyway. That's what I thought, but I just, anyway. You just have to be, so... God will call you to do something and you freeze. Have you ever been there? Like something kind of crazy and it's just like, yeah, that sounds really awesome. Yeah, and you're just frozen and like I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how that will function in my life and like you just take the first step and God will take it from there. Like he's just ready to see you move and he'll take it from there. Like over and over again in my life and hopefully over and over again in your life you've seen God do this where it's just like man 
Just take the first step. And God just like takes it. And then you get done and it's just like, I don't even know just what, I don't even know what just happened. Like, these guys get across Jordan and he kind of, chapter 4 tells the same story kind of, but you get some more detail as they cross Jordan. But like, they get across Jordan and Joshua's just got to be like, I cannot believe what just happened. Like, I can't, I, I mean, God told us, he came through, but it's like, can you believe that this just, and you have to understand, more than anything, all glory belongs to God. All glory. Uh, for everything. Period. Well, my kids were really good today. All glory belongs to God. Like, hey, I got a raise at work. All glory belongs to God. Hey, you know, this person just got saved and all glory. Whatever it is in life, for everything, period. There is no question. Any glory, and this is what we do as American Christians, any glory we steal for ourselves is idolatry. And that's the greatest sin that we can commit. Right? Any glory that we take from God, anything that we take from God that the glory deserves, Joshua could have been like, see, I told you, that would have been taking glory. He could have been like, hey, this worked really anything. Instead, he just pointed, like, God came through. This was God's plan. I was just the messenger. Like, any glory that we steal from God, you know, we, anything you do at work, right? And she's like, hey, that went really well. You know, production's up. You know, this is up. Things are happening. Like, hey, you know, any glory we steal from God. You know, it'd be like Doug saying, hey, you know, the crops were really good this year. It's because I fertilized them and I watered them and I did. You you can't steal that glory because God's going to be like, hey, let's see what happens next year then, right? It's idolatry. Anything we do at work. It could be like, hey, we, we got this project done and, you know, half the amount of time is normal. We did really good here. Any glory you steal from God is idolatry. Man, and, and that's not where you want to be, right? Anything you place before Him. And so, whatever it is in your life, whatever it is, it's just like, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to cross. I just don't know. I'm ready to take that step. I don't know how. I don't know what it's going to look like. Like, these are questions you need to ask yourself. Are, am I ready? Am I ready? These are all, am I, like, are you ready? God is ready. You know, He always will be. Are you ready to take that step? Whatever it is, you know, and, and just be faithful and follow. That's what you have to ask yourself. So we'll jump into chapter 4 next week uh, and and keep going from there. So let's pray and uh, we'll get out of here. Father, I love you. Thank you for today, Lord. I uh, just do pray that um, that we're not trying to take your glory. Uh, it all belongs to you. Everything that happens uh, is with a purpose, Lord, and uh, you can do more than we can even imagine uh, as seen in a story like this. And so, Lord, I do pray that uh, we aren't stealing anything that belongs to you, and I pray that we're just uh, simply obedient servants. I pray that um, this would just provoke us to maybe take that step and understand that you will just take it from there. And so, uh, Lord, I pray you would just send us out this week as lights in a dark world. I do pray that, uh, again, as we, you know, think about Thanksgiving this week and we're going to spend time with family and uh, maybe people were not around as often. I, I pray we're a good testimony to you, Lord. I pray that uh, you would uh, just use us as ministers of reconciliation, just reconciling people's uh, lost lives back to you. So, uh, Lord, I pray you get the glory from uh, just the preaching this morning from Pastor Brian and that uh, you would just be glorified in all things. In Christ's name, amen.